The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whitley, CBAs, and consultants, and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare, Hilton, and the Village of Bedford Park. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome in to PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. Jeff Joniak along with the head coach, Matt Nagy, after a Bears win in Arizona, 16-14. Good evening. And I got to bring it up because the special teams unit comes out first. So you're talking about three guys, right? They come out of the, the, the locker room first, and the crowd goes crazy. So you know, Tom and I are looking at each other. We know they're not Arizona fans cheering. And when you looked around, even through pregame, and it persisted the entire game. Did that blow your mind? Because this is the first time that you had a chance. Because up in Green Bay, there's some. But the Green Bay Packer fans, they control the show. This was a travel party. Yeah, it was awesome coming out there onto the field and just hearing all the roars that were uh, the, the Bears fans and, and just all the jerseys that you saw out there. And uh, it really honestly felt like a like a home game there. And, and so uh, just so cool, such a, a neat uh Atmosphere, environment, um, great time for everybody, a part of it, and and uh, that was it. They were they were a huge part of that game last night. Third down defense, it helped yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. They were loud on third down. Could you honestly? You're so engrossed in it. You're thinking about the next play. Could you feel it, even though you're absolutely? No, you can feel it. And and at one point, I wondered to myself if uh, if Arizona was practicing silent cadence all week, and and uh, because <laughs> it was so loud while they had the football that uh, if you go cadence and you try to verbally go through with the cadence, it can be hard and, and you can't hear. So I was I was actually wondering if, if they did that, and I'm not sure, but it was it was certainly loud. What would you think about the whole thing? Well, it was a uh, – I'll tell you, I was uh, – I was drained at the end of that game just mentally and just being a part of uh, uh, such a roller coaster game just to, for us to to come out like the way we did. And it's been kind of the opposite of how we've been coming out. And so to, to get behind 14 nothing, two big plays on by their offense and, and not much going on uh, as far as scoring in the first half with our offense, but for the resiliency of our team and our players to continually just stick together and not let that bother them and just inch our way back as a team um, play by play, and then to have it come down to the final play of the game and to to celebrate the victory. Uh, it was a special moment in the locker room after the game, and I just thought it was really neat that, as obvious as it was, that how well the defense played and how the offense can play a lot better. Um, no one cared in that moment. They all they only cared about one thing, and that was getting the win. And they they knew they know how important it is to win these games. It doesn't matter how you win them; just come away with the win, and that was fun. Matt. It, it, at some point, because you've told us and the fans uh, in your daily meetings with us or really through the offseason on, it's going to take some time offensively. You've clearly, I would assume, telling your team the same thing when you're all together. So there is maybe the anticipation of it when it does explode and become better, but the expectation that they're going to hit the round run and a weak run is probably not there for them from a defensive point of view either. So one of the things that you see in, in today's world and anything is this whole idea of instant gratification. And, and that's you think? just, yeah. So that's, that's where we're at right now. And, and it's hard for people to understand and to, 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 to not have something right away. They just want it right away. And so, uh, 
as we grow as a team, not just as an offense, we're going to create our own um, mold, our own identity, our own formula to how we're going to win football games. And and right now it's it's been through the defense. And so, um, but with the offense, uh, you know, it, it, the points are not being put up. The red zone scores aren't being, we're getting field goals and we need to get better there. But this, it, it'll, it'll be something that will eventually, it's going to get to a point to where we start figuring out on offense um, the, the plays that really fit us and who we are, whether it's running the ball, passing the ball, et cetera. And there's going to be a time this year where, where we go ahead and it clicks and now we're just rolling in all three phases. And so we just ask for a little bit of patience and, uh, and, but at the same time, there's that sense of urgency too. So we know that that's real. The formula seemingly could always change even mm-hmm. in the course of a season because you could lose players, you mm-hmm. lose injury, you can lose some of your identity. So you really, it is a living, breathing thing, isn't it? It is. And, and so one of the neat parts within this, this offense um, is, is that it's not always going to be just one person every game, one player. Uh, there's going to be different parts to the, uh, to the offense that step up each game each week. And, and so right now, um, that's a good thing for us, and we're, we're figuring that out. Uh, Mitchell is, is, in a, is in a great spot as a leader of this offense and understanding what his role is and how he can help out with these other players and help out with coaches and us, how our us coaches can help him out. And we're, we're, there's a, there's just, there's, he's growing and our offense is growing and there's times where, you know, right now we're, we're moving the ball and we're getting time. Our time of possession is, is I think second or third in the league. Number two. Yeah. You're behind. Who's that? Philadelphia. Philadelphia there. So, Yeah, yeah, but that's and it, it, that enables our defense to rest a little bit, and and so now you take that time of possession, and now you start getting touchdowns instead of field goals, and and um, you know everybody sees that, and now you put that together, and that's that's uh, that's something that we're really looking forward to. Yeah, there's all sorts of numbers. I, I don't know if you're in the numbers. I've been on doing the show a long time, and I always bring it up to coaches. I learned from Ron Rivera. He his philosophy always was when he was a defensive assistant here, and ultimately became head coach that uh let's see the term was figures lie and liars figure so mm-hmm. i don't know are you into stats and when you hear things good bad or otherwise do they at least give you a pause to think about it or do you not really care i mean there's an analytical point of it right when i'm throwing numbers at you which i'm apt to do throughout the year on this show do you care about those numbers do they mean anything to you no they they the number the the, the, yeah the numbers are there um people use those to compare the comparisons is why they use them um and and there's it's a gauge for for everybody to understand um, how you're doing in, in whatever phase that is offense defense or special teams and so um, really we talk about the letters we like letters we like the W's and and so um, the numbers uh, are a part of it but the numbers don't mean anything um, if you're losing and you're a great offense or you're a great defense and you're losing they don't mean anything you can throw them out the window if you're winning now you can refer to those and see why. But ultimately, who cares about that? Let's just focus on, as a team, every week, let's just get a win. And if we win, I think everybody will be satisfied. I don't think they'll care about too many numbers. And that's why you might excuse the excitement right now about being a first-place team. Yes, it mm-hmm. is only week three. And in my world of analysis, I, I really don't believe a season begins until after Thanksgiving anyway. Yeah. And yeah. really, it's the separation moment, you know, when teams really start to to become what they become. But – it's been so long. There mm-hmm. is, I mean, the bounce is unbelievable. 
Yeah, it, it's a there's an anticipation and and everybody um, can can feel it and that's a that's okay. There's that's a good that's good to have that feeling and that's why we do this. Uh, um, but you need to be realistic as well. And so you know we're we're at a point right now where as long as we just keep focusing on literally one game at a time and don't look ahead, don't look at the bye week, don't look. We got to focus on the, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and who we're playing next. And how, what's our best way to beat them? How is that? What's the recipe for success for the Chicago Bears? And forget everything else. Like you said, it's three games in the season. This is this is a uh, a 16 game season, regular season, and then four to five games on top of that. So it can it can be uh, it can be a long season. Let's just let's um, continue to focus one week at a time. That is Matt Nagy, Tampa Bay playing tonight against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They'll be getting started shortly. It'll be a good scouting point for you. If you're at home, turn it on. See what the Bears will be dealing with with the Buccaneers. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continue. Bradford in a tight pocket, stumbles and leaves. Ball Ball is knocked out of there by Mack. Recovered by the Bears. They take it away again here in Arizona. Khalil Mack at the center of it. And uh, Khalil Mack is having a great start. There's no doubt about it. By by virtue of that, his teammates are also having a great start. Matt Nagy, our guest here on Bears Coaches Show and the Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Creedon cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. So you're down 14 zip, couple breakdowns, and I'm told... Khalil was bringing everybody together. Everybody was together on the sideline, defensively or whatever, calmly talking things through. We got this. And that's the unspoken aspect, the intangible of a guy like him. He has fit perfectly in that locker room. The culture it was ideal. He is not a guy. It's not me, 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 me. He is a we guy. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that firsthand. Did that help? Did you even – were you not even – we might have been aware of that. I don't know, but – it, it's an important thing to do early in a game. Yeah, it, it's you get that with Khalil, and that's what's uh, so neat is that it's contagious. And so when one guy like like Khalil does that, it affects so many other players, and not just on the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive players see that and how they're reacting. And so uh, it just uh, it just continues to build, and people tr- they start believing. And and what happened last night was you saw you saw our team. Uh, understand that when you're down 14 to nothing, they believe that they could still win. And as long as you believe in this in this game, uh, and you trust in your teammates, and you never give up, and you don't point fingers, you can rally. Um, you, you you see it all the time. And so to see that, and to see our team come back from 14 to, to nothing, and and win the game. Um, and guys just making plays, and and got like Khalil, a guy like Khalil that just just spreads the the positivity uh, throughout, and then um, it's it's awesome, and and uh, it's powerful, and then it can show what happens when you do believe. Bilal Nichols made a huge play in this game. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Vic Fangio later on about this young man too, but uh, he is he showed on that one snap, uh, explosion, quickness, eyes in the right place at a key moment in the game. He only played six snaps. That might have been the biggest snap of the game, without a doubt, and. To have that down in distance, um, if they get that first down, there's a high percentage of them being able to get into field goal range uh, with with four more opportunities. And so, 
for Bilal to, to, to make that play, he completely burst off the line of scrimmage, time it up, split the, split the offensive line, and then make just a great tackle in the backfield and forcing them to punt. Um, that that was uh, obviously one that he'll he'll never forget. We won't forget it. That was one of the biggest plays in the game and helped secure the win. When a young guy makes that a rookie, uh, does it help the other rookies? Because, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. Or is that too simple? No, for sure it does. And, and um, I, again, you saw with uh, with Tolliver coming in and, and playing some corner there, um, you see that and you start, again, you start trusting who your teammates are and what they're doing. And you, you understand that, um, who, who cares, right? You're out there to make plays. You're, everyone believes in you. And so that's a good thing. Uh, for the courtesy for those who have been working all day and they didn't hear your news conference earlier today or haven't read anything, uh, explain where you're at in terms of how the performance was offensively yesterday and Mitch in particular. So what what I see is again, I, I like to to I like to kind of judge our team and with your question offensively, um, our players as to how do they react uh, when things don't go quite as planned. And so we, we go down the field and we have a 10 play drive again to start the game. And then we take a sack on, uh, on a third and six and pushes us into, into a long field goal. And then we end up missing that field goal. How do we respond to that? Um, and as the half went on, uh, there, the guys were, were sticking together, um, understanding what we needed to do. We got into halftime and, and we challenged them a little bit at halftime as to come out and, and, and finish this game and, and just continue to try to run the ball uh, when you're given an opportunity to make a play, make a play. And so um, they did that. And they they uh, we ended up, our defense got us with, with an interception and we went went ahead and made a nice play, nice throw down to Allen Robinson. Mitch made a good play there and then punched it in with uh, with 24 with Jordan Howard. And it kind of got that that momentum back. And, and then we just kept inching back and, and eventually in the end, got the ball down to where we could kick a field goal and win. You already have nine, 10 play drives already this season. That's uh, pretty much, pretty much number one in the mm-hmm. league or number two in the league. Again, with Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, that obviously feeds into the time of possession thing, but those drives, it's all about first downs. Mm-hmm. First downs will ultimately lead to touchdowns. Sure. And, and they, they do. And so, uh, we need to punch the ball in and, and get get touchdowns. Uh, we understand how 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 important it is that uh, to help out your defense, to help out your team, and to to give you more confidence. Uh, and so it is when you when you do get first downs and you're not punting the football, it does two things. It gives your defense a break. It gives them a rest so that they come out fresh. They're not three and outs where you're punting the ball. And the other thing is, is it flips the field. So if you don't score with our defense, you go ahead and make a punt. They're backed up, and now it's you know, it's an advantage for the defense. So um, we're not there yet. Uh, I am satisfied with the fact that we are getting first downs. Uh, we've improved on third down. We've stayed in the third and manageable, but we certainly need to be a lot better in that red area. As Trubisky works out of the gun, he's got a bunch set to the left. Sight receiver to the right side is Robinson. Takes the snap. Four-man rush. Trubisky sets the throw. Going to wind up. He's got an open man down the right side. He's got Robinson in stride. Robinson ran a great route, and the Bears deliver. Trubisky with his best toss of the day. Allen Robinson in stride over the shoulder. All right, one of the better uh, offensive plays of the day for the Bears, and they scored a touchdown on that drive as well. I think it was the Jordan Howard one-yard plunge, and the Bears knock out the Arizona uh, Cardinals 16-14 yesterday. Uh, 
plays like that make you excited. Yeah, they do, and we, and we need to get more of those. There's that's not a secret. Uh, we had some shots yesterday. We took we had, we had a, some some attempts downfield. We didn't convert on any of them, and that'll be the goal next is to make sure that uh, we keep firing away downfield and stretch the field vertically and give our guys a chance to make a play. Somebody asked you about Mitch's mind, and you know, in terms of is it is it filling up? Mm-hmm. And and it was brought to my attention that John Gruden has said that David Carr is trying to do too much or trying, you know, trying too hard, trying too hard, I should say. And that's a complicated. Gruden's yeah. got a complicated offense. Uh, is that something that you have to really keep an eye on when you're in the position you are as the player sure. as well for Mitch? Yeah, I think so. And I think you got to, you have to uh, kind of evaluate where not just he's at, but everybody else. And and so now he's the one that's going in and out of the huddle. He's the one making the play calls and he's the one that has to make the protection checks and uh, at, at, at times. And then he'll have to, uh, you know, see where the defense is at, see where they're coming from. There's a lot on his plate. So what we can do is try to minimize that as much as we can to help him out. And, and uh, um, that, that's, that has nothing to do with what he can and can't do. It's just a, it's a matter of the balance and, and making sure that, hey, if, we are, if we're not producing on offense like we think we should, then we need to look in the mirror here and see how do we make this better. You know, that, that's where we're at. When a, when a quarterback, and I don't know if they can ever try too much, but if they are trying too hard to do something, what does it look like? Can you see it? Uh, yeah, you can tell. And did you, you ever you, do it? You can, you of course, it, you yeah. Everybody, everybody at that position has done it because you want the best. And and uh, and so when you try too hard and you don't play relaxed, then that can happen. He's not doing that right now. He's playing. He's playing within within his own game. He's playing within this offense. And um, you know, we're just we're we're a player two away from from having some different discussions. And so that's what for me as a coach is is part of the 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 the, the um, interesting part for me is the challenge of being able to f- figure out what is the answer. It's a test right now for me and I'm going to figure it out and uh, we're they're all a part of the test and we as coaches will put it all we'll put our minds together and uh, one way or another we'll come up with some good answers I, to the I'm test. I'm grinning because <laughs> I see it in your eyes. Yeah. You're the competitive son of a mm-hmm. gun, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And, 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 uh, that, that's a good thing. It's our team's competitive and just listening to our offense, the way they talk, the way they, how, 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 how much they care about this team and one another. And so I just, I want it for those guys. I want it for our fans. I want it for our city. Uh, we have Ryan's done an amazing job at bringing in great players, great people, great players. And so now it's, it's our job as coaches and my job as a head coach, to tie it all together and to to make it happen. And so, uh, fortunately, right now our defense is playing lights out. They're really helping us out, and that's a part. That's why this is a team game. Uh, if if it wasn't, it'd be different. But our guys understand that, and and I'm just excited to to talk to them this week and congratulate them on a on a big time come from behind win. And and now gear up for uh, for this Tampa Bay game. Uh, given that you you are the play caller, but the head coach yeah. and. Headset communications with guys who have done it. Helfrich was a head coach in college. He's a brilliant offensive mind. Dave Ragone was a quarterback like yourself. What's that communication all like? How's it been? And that's a process too, right? Sure. It's it's been it's been great. Um, Mark and and the rest of the offensive staff have done a really good job at helping me out in regards to what they see from up top in the box. And then, uh, you know, they'll, they'll give their suggestions and any ideas they may have. There's times where I may be searching for uh, a possible play or, or, or an opinion on a play that I have. 
And I think that um, that collaboration amongst all of us is is just too important to not do. But it's been great, and and I appreciate that. I think each and every game we as a as a staff will continue to get better and better, and that will only help our offense. Quick look at the Bucks. Obviously, they're on right now. You got a lot of work to do. Uh, we're gonna let you go, but just a quick thought on the arrival of the Bucks Sunday at Soldier Field. Well, they're playing uh, really, really well, effective on offense. They're taking shots downfield. They're taking a lot of chunks. Uh, on on the offensive side of the ball, they're producing, they're scoring touchdowns, and and then uh, on on the defensive side of the ball, um, their defense is out there a lot, and and they've had some higher scoring games, um, but they they're very talented, and and they uh, they have a really good front seven. Uh, they can get after the the quarterback. Their linebackers can not only hit you, but they can run with you and cover uh, all over the field. So they're very impressive, and it'll be interesting to see how the game goes tonight against Pittsburgh. But um, we need to we need to make sure that we're completely ready, and uh, we're just glad it's at home. And keep Deshaun Jackson in front of you. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> you, sure. You know him. You need to. He can fly. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. Uh, congratulations again. Good to be 2-1. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bears are bringing the house on Rosen. He is hit. He escapes. Hit from behind. Down he goes. Sacked on a play by Sherrick McManus, who also had an interception. And that will do it in Arizona. All right, terrific end of the game there as the Bears defense finishes the job, closes the door, and gets the win. And Vic Fangio joins us now. Our guest here on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors. Uh, love seeing it. Love seeing it. The the Would you send six on the, the final play? Six uh, on the blitz? Yeah, we had a few going. A few. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I think it was six. But... Why then, uh, in that p- position with a quarterback that got thrown in there, obviously, but it appears to be not because of injury or anything. They wanted him to play. Uh, was that the, that's, that's the thing to do against a young quarterback, I'd imagine. Well, it's the last play of the game, too, and, you know, they had to throw the ball to the end zone, and those plays take a long time. So rather than allow those receivers to get downfield and leave it to Hail Mary, we decided to um, – you know, come after him a little bit. And how about Sherrick McManus? Uh, you've used him in packages uh, since your arrival here and uh, dime package, and he gets his first sack in 110 games. First interception since his rookie year, he picked off Eli Manning with the Houston Texans because he didn't play a lot of defensive snaps uh, for one thing, but what a terrific thing for a guy. And it's just another example that it doesn't matter when. It, your, your name might be called to make a big play. He made big ones in this game. Well, Sherrick's always ready to go for us. Um, we always have a package or two that he's involved in. We may or may not get to it in a game, but he's ready to go at a moment on a moment's notice. And he's also had to learn some other positions too now with the um, injuries to Cooper in the secondary, and he's ready to go there too. So he, he's a very valuable guy to this football team besides the special teams work that he does. And we're glad to have him. Some guys just get penciled in and they don't get a chance. Right. What What did you see from him that make you comfortable to know he's going to be out there and be able to do things for you? Well, I've always liked Sherrick as a player. I, I've always thought he should and could be a defensive player with, with the way he can run and the ability he shows in special teams. Uh, and I still haven't given up on that, and we've been using him. We used him towards the back half of last year. Uh, in some packages, and we're continuing to do that. How'd Kevin Tolliver do? He did fine. You know, to get thrown into uh, your first action in a tight ball game on the road uh, where you're protecting a two-point lead in a couple series, you know, and obviously they went after him some 
you know, we helped him some, but not every play. And um, I thought he did well, and hopefully that he's got his feet wet now and he's ready to go and, and play a you know a major part moving forward. Outstanding talent, obviously, and uh, the SEC culture probably uh, helps in not allowing this to get too big for a kid when they come from the SEC, and even in that situation at the end of a game. Yeah, it probably does, but I, you know, I don't know that it makes much difference. Yeah. Well, it's, either you can do it or you can't. Yeah. Well, he kept things in front of him, made some tackles, and that was huge. Here is the snap. Bradford gonna arch it back, going deep down the middle, and it's intercepted, playing center field. Eddie Jackson on the swipe. No effort at all made by the receiver, going deep on the play. JJ Nelson and Eddie Jackson takes the ball away. Bears take over on a long throw by Bradford. And Eddie Jackson almost had another one. Uh, it was wiped out uh, due to uh, offsides penalty, but uh, Eddie Jackson playing the safety position and doing a nice job of the Bears' defense in general. Slamming the door on the, at the uh, I almost said Tampa Bay Buccaneers. See, I'm already on, Vic. I'm already on to Tampa Bay. We're watching them against Pittsburgh right now. They're leading 7-6 uh, to six over the Steelers, but a uh, great win in Arizona. Uh, I can't compliment or, or, or bring uh, attention to every single player, but there's a couple key plays. And, and Eddie Jackson's play at safety, just how important it is for, his, for that position to be patrolling and rangy as he is and still be able to come down to the box and make plays as well, what his elevation is in year two. Well, it's been really good. You know, the way the NFL is these days and the game is so spread out, many teams are playing three wide receivers, many of the downs. Your safeties have to be able to play a lot in space and cover a lot of ground, cover receivers, whether it be within a man or within a zone, and also yet to be able to come up and help with the run game. And um, Eddie's, Eddie's been doing a great job for us in all those areas. In some respects, and obviously I haven't seen everybody play this year, but it's almost all looking the same a little bit with the formations. Bunch sets close to the formation, or they stagger three receivers on one side, isolate another on the other side. Uh, but yet they still are different plays and people do different things. Is it starting to look the same on tape nearly every week? What the offenses are doing? Yes. No, not, not really. necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean... Most teams are using a lot of three wide receivers, so that part is true. And um, when you do have three wide receivers, one tight end, one back on the field, you know, the formations can start to look the same. It's just whether they're in there tight together or spread out. So in that regard, what you're saying is true. But what every team does, each and every team does from those formations is a little different. Were you pulling your hair out in the first quarter? Yeah, we didn't play well the – First drive in particular, they got that third down on us on that little crossing route that went for about 30, I think. And then we didn't play a route right for the touchdown pass. You know, probably could have been in better calls myself, so I'll take some responsibility for that. But, um, yeah, we had a disappointing first drive, and then after we turned it over, we gave up that pass there. What's, to your knowledge, the conversation like among the guys when they go to the sideline now? And uh, – Mac pulling guys together too after that 14 nothing deficit and there seemed to be a lot of pride going into this like let's shut the door down now and and you did the rest of the day I mean the 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 succession of stoppages over the course of the rest of the game was very impressive yeah I mean I think we've been together although you know Mac hadn't been here that long obviously but the group has and he's just uplifted the level of confidence 
and, uh, you know, still very early in the game and, you know, not to panic, go out and play the way we're capable of, one play at a time, one series at a time, you know, and see how see how it will turn out for us. And luckily that was all they got after that, and we were able to, you know, squeeze out 16 points of our own and come out of there with a victory. You've been on, around a lot of great players. You've coached a lot of great players for your entire career. But when one like this comes in, and maybe you were aware of him in terms of his personality and whatnot. I don't know. But he seems like a perfect culture fit for the Bears. And that, to me, is a big deal for this defense. It is. Um, I really didn't know much about him um, prior to him getting here. Hadn't really watched him play very much in his career. Didn't know much about him as a guy. Um, knew his reputation and his the awards he had gotten and so forth. But uh, the thing that's been most impressive with him is the guy doesn't have an ounce of uh, prima donna in him, and he's a team guy, you know, all along the way that he's making all these really good plays for us. So, and I think that's where his impact has come besides his tangible on-the-play, on-the-field play is he's doing it with such a great team attitude that that's been contagious for the guys. Oh, I mean, they're coming up to me in the locker room, big grins on their faces. I mean, from the moment he got here, first practice, they saw what a worker he is. So if you mm-hmm. and you must have had the same opinion. I mean, you're kind of you're very even keeled, but inside right. you must be jacked yeah. up. Oh yeah, I was just you know obviously was thrilled to get him once we got him, and you know I. But just I mean, what you're watching every day at practice. Oh yeah, it's um, I love it. You know how can you not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, he is, uh, and it's the hustle place too. I mean, he, he chasing things down, uh, you name it, he's doing it. Yeah. He really is doing it. And do you think it's helping these young guys, Roy Roberts and Harris? Bilal Nichols made what you could arguably say is the play of the game on either side of the ball yesterday. Getting these guys to watch how he how hard he plays that they play that way too. Now, there's no question that um, when, a, when a really great player – you know, is a team player and plays hard. And you can see he really wants to win the game for the team. And he's placing the team in front of himself. And he's got no prima donna in him. That does nothing but help everybody. What would you think of that Bilal play? That was a really great play by him on that that particular time. You know, it's third and two. Ball's near midfield. And there's still plenty of time left. You know, well, and they're all they're only looking for a field goal. So to throw him for a loss there was critical for us because it set up the fourth down play. And, um, you know, where we could play a little bit more of a better coverage than we would have, say, if it was fourth and two or fourth and one. So it was a critical play in that game. Only played six snaps. I know. But look at that. Yep, he had one good one. One, One really good one. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. A couple of more minutes with defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, but uh, stop by the Miller Lite Chicago Bears Ultimate Tailgate to enjoy food, $5 Miller Lights, music and games for every age, located at the Field Museum Terrace, the Ultimate Tailgate, free to enter and will be open two hours before through one hour after every Bears regular season home game. As we uh, take one more look at the Arizona Cardinals, we give a sneak peek of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're watching it right here on on the studio uh, studio screen right now. Uh, Roquan Smith, how's it going? Uh, 
the adjustment time frame. They always say for young players, especially quarterbacks, you know, it takes time. But defensive players is a different because you're you are instincts using your instincts to play the game as well as playing within the the, the context of your scheme. Well, I think there's still an adjustment period for everybody that comes into the league. The talent level is so much higher than what they're used to playing in college. Number one. Um, Number two, you know, he's had to learn a system that's new to him, and he's had to do it under duress due to his contract holdout and then injuring his hamstring. So, you know, he's been under some stress there, but been very pleased with the way he's played. And I'm even more pleased because I know he can even play better, and he will eventually. So thrilled to have him. Really uh, like the addition he's given to our defense and – Expect big things from him. Do you like having a rotation of front seven players to dip in at key times, situational, obviously, but also just staying fresh? And you got an offense right now that's maintaining the ball, so that's keeping you fresh. Well, I think I wouldn't necessarily say the front seven. I might say the front five or front four. Uh, I don't necessarily think the inside linebackers have to be rolled out of there. Sometimes it just happens because you're playing different packages where there may only be one in there, there may be two, there may be three. So that may give the impression of some rolling, but it's really just a scheme thing. So, But I think the any rolling you want to do is um, with your front guys, including outside linebackers. But uh, I've been around uh, a lot of great players that don't need much breaks. So and that's, that's what I'm looking for. Sneak peek, give us 10, 15 seconds on the Buccaneers. Certainly you're watching them right now, but they put up some big offensive numbers. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they've been very explosive these first two weeks. Um, again, it's early, but after two games, they were leading the league in yards and second in points. They've had a ton of big plays. they got big play people on their offense in Jackson and um, big receiver from A&M and they Mike got Evans. a good Mike Evans they got a good group of tight ends and Fitzpatrick is slinging it right now and they got it going so you know and they've beaten Philadelphia and New Orleans two playoff teams from last year they're playing Pittsburgh tonight who's a playoff team from last year so there'll be a stiff challenge for us and uh, it'll be a good test for us they've got your attention thanks for your time Anytime. That's going to wrap us up. Bears get ready for game day with a powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose Quite Comfort 35 headphones, too. Learn more at www.bose.com slash bears. Bose, the official headphones of the Chicago Bears. For Coach Nagy and Fangio, I'm Jeff Joniak. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Good night.